Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. We're discussing meaningful business and life topics to add motivation to your life and value to your efforts. Our show is hosted by certified professional CSG coaches who are often hired for private coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, enjoy the show. This is Solutions from the Huddle, and I am your host, Titus Bartolotta. Man, I'm excited. I got to tell you, it is a beautiful day in the world at the time of this recording here in North Carolina. I'm not sure where you are, but I can tell you, it, the weather is beautiful. It is not too hot. It is not too cold. It is a perfect day uh, to, to, to live, to work, to grow, to advance your life. And I am so excited that you're going to carve out some time right now with us for our next episode here of Solutions from the Huddle. If you're new to the show, we bring the best of the best. We bring really smart, talented individuals that have amazing perspectives and insight that can help you advance your life personally and professionally. If you're already a big time fan of the show, you know all of that. And we're just glad that you keep coming back. I want to get right to our guest today. Um, and we start the show the same way every time. So we do we do that because it matters so much to us. We always start in prayer. But then I want to jump directly to our guest because I think she's a stud. She's just absolutely a rock star and you're going to love her. So if you'll join me, Lord, we give you glory and honor for all things. We ask that you would bless this show, our guest, our sponsors, everyone and everything involved. And let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Okay, friends, we have Kersha Campbell on the show. Um, she is really, really special. So if you're a business owner, if you're a, a business leader and you find that your business is in a financial chaos, right? If you're finding that, that you know you have all the beans, but you certainly haven't counted them and you don't know where the heck they go, like things are out of order financially, but you're serious about saying hello to like cash flow and, 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 and I's getting dotted and T's getting crossed and your business being financially healthy, then Kersh is someone that you want to talk to. She is a master CPA and CMA, and she is our guest today. Kersh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Titus, and I'm excited to be here. It's a real pleasure, and I must commend you for the work that you're doing with business owners, uh, speakers, authors, various persons. You're impacting not just them, but families and, of course, generations to come. So don't take what you're doing for granted. Don't take it lightly. Uh -huh. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, you are so sweet. I love it. Thank you. Um, I want to make this all about you because I know that our listeners need what you provide. I, you know, I tell my clients all the time, if you're the business owner, the business leader, the entrepreneur, you're not supposed to do all the things. Like you're probably not great at everything in your business. In fact, what I've come to know, uh, Kersha, is that most of us in business really need people that understand the finances and that understand you know, the things that someone like a CPA like yourself understands so that we can really do what it is that we're meant to do in our business. Um, before you tell us about that, though, I'd love to hear your story, like your journey of, you know, how you graduated and, and moved uh, from, from adolescence, young adult, had a vision, had a passion, and got to the place where you're helping business owners and impacting families in your own right today. Give us the Kersha story. I want to hear it. 
Sure. So first off, I am an island girl. So I'm originally from Jamaica. I'm currently yeah. in Canada, Pakistan. So that has been a pivotal move in my journey. Moving from one whole country to the next, it's been a Ooh. mixed experience. It was mixed emotions that I left, but that is something that is definitely pivotal to my journey. I'm always passionate about helping in the community, connecting with community, volunteering in various ways as well. And just taking that step back, I do remember growing up that I am the only girl in my family, right? And one of the things I remember from day one, I was always next to my mom, helping to manage the, the home, the finances. Sometimes if she was away, I was handling purchasing groceries, um, paying bills. So from early days, I was actually managing money, managing operations, managing the flow of the home in various ways. I do recall you, that. You, you were the CFO of your family <laughs> when you were a kid. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> Yeah, so as I grew older, going into high school, university, I found myself having a passion, a love for accounting when I was introduced to the subject. And I took a turn because initially I was going to do medicine and I love children. I wanted to work with children. I still do work with children in a different way now. But um, that is one of the things I was really pivotal in my journey, my love for numbers. And that, you know, I went just from high school, university, that just uh, that just came with me. And it has now evolved into my love to help business owners, entrepreneurs, and CEOs, because there's a love for accounting, of course, but beyond that, there is that love for people to really help mm. them to succeed and the impact they make, not only now on their families, but on other lives, their workers, and of course, generations to come and the world at large. So another thing that um, is very pivotal in, in my journey was uh, growing up, I do remember I was just a very shy person. And, you know, I was like, okay, always wanting to be the backburn. And then when I relocated to Canada, I was thrown <laughs> head on into leadership, more leadership um, opportunities and roles. So that definitely, you know, really channeled and grew me as an individual as well. How in the world, I know so many folks that travel from one city to the very next neighboring city and it's overwhelming and stressful, right? Like they go 30 minutes down the road and it's <laughs> overwhelming, okay? You did a little more than that, right? You went to a completely yes. different country um, with a completely different vibe and, a, and, a, and, and different languages and different uh, ecosystems and topographies and all of that. Um, how in the world did you manage the anxiety and the stress and, and perhaps the challenges that, that it are reasonable and understandable that come with that? How did you navigate that transition? Yeah, I, I look back and I wanted to, and uh... I know I'd visited different countries growing up, but having a permanent relocation that was different. I know it was with mixed emotions. I left, so the anxiety even started before. I was excited, I was anxious. I was in managerial roles in Jamaica. We were closely knit. There were so many great plans for the company. So I was just anxious, my leaving, put a damper and just changed the course of things. And one of the things that helped me definitely was when I came to Canada, I definitely had to be praying and relying on God. And one of the things that really 
came resonated with me was having to believe in myself more. So I was thrown into projects. I remember the first role that came across, I was supposed to work with a chamber of commerce and be on the board. I was pretty anxious. I was like, can I do this? And then, you know, I was like, yeah, you just, just take the steps. What you don't know, you can learn. Right. And mm. just having that that approach that, and it's something, it's kind of ironic because it's something I usually say to those I lead. If you don't know, there's a way to find out. And now it was on me. So it's just having that, that drive to know that you will not know everything and that's okay. But believing in yourself, you know, it's very, very important because we see it so often, we doubt ourselves, others are doubting us and that yeah. can really impact how we relate. So those are some of the, things, the issues that I did have to work through as I relocated. And it has really changed my perspective and really helped me to see myself differently and really grow as an individual. I'm passionate wow. about constant growth. So that really helped me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can feel it. I can see it. I can feel it. The passion is real. And, and this show is going to come out in audio. You don't get to see uh, Kersha, but she is on fire. She's very, very, very passionate and you can hear it, I'm sure. Where does that passion come from? Because I'm sure it plays a major role in the not giving up on yourself and, and com combating the doubt. Are there, were there some mentors, some, some leaders that you worked for? Was it just maybe the home environment? What were some of the major influencers that helped to really build the pillars of that foundation you just told us about? Where did that come from? Um, first and foremost, my family. I have uh, um, powerful women in my family, my mom, my aunts, yeah. and they, you know, they're from rural Jamaica and just seeing the transition they made, you know, they're in Canada, the States, you know, other countries and just seeing how they tackle challenges. You know, there are times my mom, she was always pushing us to do more than she accomplished in life. She was always saying, do your best, keep going, keep learning. And just seeing the leaps of bone that even my aunt took having her own business, taking on just, just these major challenges. And a lot of times, because we have never seen anybody around us doing it, that might make us not be more intimidated and not mm. want to take that leap as well. So seeing these around me, these real life examples, resonated with me to push me to let me know that I can and I will and definitely trusting on God to really you know direct you because we will never know everything but when we reach out for help it is it just changes the game so much so definitely having mentors really helped me I read a lot I read about more successful persons than myself I you know I read a lot so that definitely helped me too and of course listening the podcast and shows as well definitely help me grow and still help me grow as well yeah i love that you know i what i've come to know to be true is that getting great is very hard uh, yes. but the only thing harder than getting great is probably maintaining and staying great right like yeah. getting to the flying altitude where it's not a choppy airplane ride, getting up to the altitude is already kind of hard. You have to burn a lot of fuel. The plane's working its butt off to get you up into the air. But then once you get up there, maintaining that altitude and keeping it smooth and level, it's just as hard, if not harder. How do you, how do, you do that in your life today uh, when you're working with business owners, when you're working with potentially 
situations that are not really stable, right? Their books are crazy. Their P&Ls are up and down. Their direction and their flow is, is not consistent. Um, so whether it's personally or professionally, how do you navigate not just getting something kind of on track, but keeping it there? Okay. Well, definitely one of the foundations of a business that will succeed, a business that will be recession-proof is having effective systems and processes, procedures. And that's usually the missing gap in a lot of businesses. Like you don't, you don't have a system for collecting your money. You don't have a system for keeping your money. You're making six, seven figures in sales, but you don't have a system to get those monies in or to really keep it, to manage it. There's chaos in your business. Some persons, you don't know if you've been profitable or not, you know, for the month. You, you, you have a lot of missing transactions which impact the taxes that you pay. You, you don't have a tax plan. So a lack of systems, processes, effective ones will impact your business. So that's usually the heart of where I start. So I connect with business owners. I, 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 like, I observe what is happening in the business. And, and you can tell, even by looking at reports, you can quickly tell what's happening using key metrics and your eyes are trained to look at certain things. So definitely that is one of the key steps, setting up effective systems. And I'll add that a lot of persons jump to automation like they say, okay, I'm gonna get this software, I'm gonna get this, even a virtual assistant, but it's just, you know, the, this computer jargon, garbage in, garbage out. When mm. you're getting all these add-ons and automation is good, help is good, but if you don't have a solid system or process that works, it's just chaos on top of more chaos. So that mm. is definitely one of the first steps, ensuring that the systems are straightened out, we're implementing them. And of course it's customized for each business and the culture of the business owner and the team as well. So that's definitely one of the first steps in getting persons on track and stuff. I love it. We're talking with Kersha Campbell right here on Solutions from the Huddle powered by Collaborative Solutions Group. And we're talking about how a business uh, needs to really kind of sure up what I think I would call business fundamentals, right? These are like the core foundational things. And, and, and even though business owners, correct me if I'm wrong, Krisha, but even though they want profit and they want performance, they want to excel and thrive, they may want all of those things, but it's impossible to get to the second story of a home that doesn't have a first story. So yes. like the fundamental stuff that may be boring or may not be as exciting um, is still really, really important, right? You can't go upstairs to the master bedroom and, and go in the jacuzzi in the bathroom if there's not a first floor. Um, exactly. How do you how do you get folks to realize that truth and and not see the the ones and the zeros and the the, the <laughs> systems for accounting? How do you get them to know? Hey, listen, this is so critical. How do you convince folks of that that are maybe not already believers? It's definitely an educational journey. And let's think of uh, um, building a house, right? And we don't go to the, we don't say, okay, I'm just going to have a wall alone, right? And that's our house. We, we don't want to take it in stages. We definitely want the entire house. We need all the, the doors, the roof, all that for a complete house. So we have to remember as business owners, CEOs, you know, entrepreneurs, that your business is made up of so many moving parts. 
So you have to understand that they're all interconnected and that does help. So you're focusing on sales. Sales is important, but if you don't have a way to collect the sales, there's a problem. If you don't have a way to ensure that the sales you are driving into your business are profitable, meaning they're not costing you more than the money you're coming in, there's a problem again. So it is an education piece. A lot of persons, they focus on top line, top line, top line, or they might even say, I want this profits, but profits are different from cash flow. And ultimately cash flow is a lifeblood of your business. So mm -hmm. if you're making sales, you're being profitable and there's no cash in the bank, that's an issue again. So it's understanding that all these moving parts impact your business, all the decisions impact your cash flow. And ultimately at the end of the day, if there's no money to pay the bills, pay your team, pay yourself, pay your taxes, that's a problem. So it's a massive educational component. Some persons definitely, they're awesome in their skill. They're an expert. When it comes to the financial side, there's a, there's a disconnect and that's okay. You just reach out for help. But it's just understanding that if that foundation is not set in your business, you're going to have a problem. You go to get a loan, you don't have solid financial reports, you're turned down. Someone might say, approach you, let's partner, I wanna invest. The first thing they ask are your reports. If it's not a solid set of reports, you know, then that's a lost deal there. So it's realizing the importance of uh, having those key areas in your business covered, right? It's just like with our bodies, like, you know, we should eat healthy, but if we're eating healthy and we're not, sleeping properly or we're just stressed then eating healthy will it, it, it will like be counted into so you know counteractive so it's just understanding the dynamics of business and that does help <laughs> i love it uh jamaican rock star cpa master and problem solver Kershaw uh, Campbell. Uh, we want to take just a just a quick short little break just to say thank you to some of our show partners um, if you love this show and you listen to the show, it's only half this good uh, because of our partners and our sponsors. If you want to learn about all the folks that support the podcast, Solutions from the Huddle, go to team-csg.com. That's team-csg.com. And you'll be able to find out about companies like Quality Air of the Carolinas and You'll find out about Novant Health and Shepherd Law and Easy Living Technologies and all of the wonderful folks that help us put this program together so that we can keep bringing folks like Kersha Campbell to you guys. Again, the master CPA and problem solver. I love all the things you're saying. I agree with all the things and I'm over here taking notes myself. Um, I want to keep going into this though. How can folks that are starting to really understand that maybe what was once a hobby is now a business? Uh, what was once just a solopreneur is now I've got five employees, somebody that is developing and growing, or maybe someone that's already down the road a bit. And they're saying, we really got to get this thing organized. We really need to bring someone in for some consulting um, or, or the practicing of it. How do they reach out to you? What, what's the website? What's the way that they can connect with you above and beyond and pass this podcast? So I'm definitely on LinkedIn and there's Karsha Campbell. I'm on Instagram as The Cash Lab. I'm on Pubbles as The Cash Lab as well. I'm on Facebook as Karsha Campbell. You can send a message to me. And the website is www.thecashlab.ca. Pretty simple website. Yeah. 
I love like it. to keep everything simple. Simpler yeah. is always better. <laughs> That's right. You said the website was www.cashlab.ca. No, thecashlab. So thecashlab.ca. Yeah. CA. I love it. So www.thecashlab.ca. CA. I like it. Very, very good. Okay. So someone says it's, it is time. We got to get organized. She's right. We can't be bringing money in that's not profitable. It can't cost us money to say, to, to close a deal. Um, and when our books need to be sound for all the future reasons that you brought up, I love that, by the way, guys, don't miss that. If you're thinking about bringing a partner in one day, they're going to want to make sure these books are clean. If you're needing an investment, if you're needing a loan, those folks are going to require certain financial documents and accounting. Um, so Kersha, how do, how do you get folks when they say, okay, I believe in it. What's that process look like? What's the onboarding experience look like to bring someone in to really start figuring out? Uh, how to clean and work on things. I, I can't imagine you can just start doing things on day one without fixing what happened yesterday. Yes, definitely. So it's always like you go to the doctor, <laughs> you need that diagnosis process before he recommends the medication or even if they're going to do surgeries, you know, there's that initial assessment. So definitely, I always have a chat with the business owner, not only looking at their financial, their books of what's happening, but also where do they want to go? That's important. You know, what are their goals? Do they want to reach six figures, seven figures? What are their struggles? Sometimes it's, you know, it, it's just overwhelming. They struggle with time management. They struggle with team issues. So I dive into what their struggles are. And then we see, okay, what are the priorities? You know, everything impacts your business, but what is it that we need to tackle first? What is most urgent? What is most important? Urgent and important. And then we take it from there. So it will look like, for example, you know, you might not have a bank overdraft. However, that doesn't mean that you have enough money in the bank. So for example, I started using key metrics. So if you have 50,000 in your bank account, that looks, that might sound exciting. However, if you are bringing in revenues of 300,000, you know that that's a comfortable number to have as cash in the bank. However, if your revenue is 2 million and you just have 50,000 in the bank account, that is something that we have to assess. So again, it's always looking not in isolation, absoluteness in numbers, but the relativity of it, right? So it's a, assessing what is happening in the business. So you might say you have seven figures in sales, but again, when you look at accounts receivable, if you do have payment plans, you, you find that there are thousands outstanding that you haven't collected. So it's looking at what is really happening in the business, assessing what is happening in the business, bringing that education piece as well, because I do find some business owners, I've worked with business owners, CEOs, they've never looked at a financial report. They just are winging it by having confidence in their bank account. And so getting that education piece in say, you need to understand what this report means. You're not gonna dive into the details and be overwhelming, but you need to know, okay, what, what key numbers mean? What, what are the key numbers on a monthly basis at least? that you need to assess. So definitely it looks like that process. Again, after we get the system set up, then of course the next stage is always automation. What can we bring in, whatever software or support to get things done quicker and more efficient because 
your time as a CEO, as a business owner, entrepreneur, the owner is always very important. And an issue that's common is that they're doing everything and then it's just overwhelming and it's it's costing you, right? You yeah. might say, it's just like with taxes. Some persons will say, oh, I'm going to do it myself or find the cheapest way. But it's a cost because the more complex your business is, you need the expertise, you need the insight to save you on taxes. I hear, I don't know if you've heard it, like persons will say, oh, these big corporations, they hardly pay any taxes. It's not fair. I'm a small business owner. Why is that? Why is that? Because they are investing in tax experts who will have a legal way, we're talking about legal way here, to pay less taxes to save on taxes. So these are some of the, you know, the strategies and just the reorganizing how persons think, you know, re-education as well, to let you see the importance of how things will flow in your business when you're organized. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Tell me a little bit uh, on your, your website, the Cash Lab. Uh, .ca. I, I noticed that there's an accountability group uh, section there. Tell us a little bit about what that is. It looked kind of interesting for somebody who is looking for a way to get their feet in the water, so to speak, for getting the kind of sound, consistent advice and direction so that their money can work for them and not against them. Yes. So what I do, I make sure that you know, my services, products are customized. Everybody's at a different stage. So with that with that offering, it's a group setting where walking the road together, looking at what's happened to your business, learning together. You have the insights and experiences of other business owners as well to really help you grow in your business, have more cash, be more profitable, be more efficient, and just scale your business to higher heights. And I know some persons will say, but I don't want more money or I don't want this. However, you might not want to say have a six, seven figure in sales business. However, if you don't have key systems again set up, you're not going to maintain what you have right now. So again, it's just looking at it from that, having that open mind to look at your the importance of managing your business well. <laughs> mm. um, I, I always like to, kind of bring our shows to a conclusion by asking the guest um, what what is one of the most successful stories that you could share with us where a client went from where they were before having you be a part of their, their journey to afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And that one's normally easy for the guest to come up with, right? They can say, oh my gosh, it was such a blessing when I worked with this person and we were able to do this and this and this. Um, what might be a little more challenging is my follow-up question. So I'll tell you both of them now. So you're, you're, you're able to kind of think through it, but I also love to ask what in the world, what failure, what disappointment, what misstep have you endured, gone through that, that was really just a wonderful lesson and something that actually brought you greater growth as a result. One of my greatest mentors is John C. Maxwell. Uh, an author of over a hundred books. And I'm a certified John Maxwell coach and teacher. And so I I love just about everything he says, but the the one book title that always sticks out is um, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. So I'd love to hear about one of your wins. uh, And then I'd love if it's okay for you to share maybe one of those 
we're one of those moments where you didn't win, but you definitely learned um, and, and how we could learn through that lens. Is that okay? Could you yeah. help us with that? Sure, definitely. So one of my, my greatest wins was with that client. We, we've been working for, oh, we started a little bit before COVID and, you know, they, they, they didn't have, I would say, a cash flow. They went short and cash. However, they never looked at their reports. They never had systems set up. So we worked together on that. And just last year with COVID, you know, we brought in over $100,000 in cash. That's cash that was out there just by doing things differently, you know, with setting up processes to ensure that persons did pay and sales are profitable. So that was really a huge win for me, for us, because wow. definitely, you know, with COVID, there were highs and lows. Some persons still grew it didn't impact them, but some persons had that fluctuation. So either way, having an $100,000 in your business, in your bank wow. account that was out there is something that I think I know businesses at any level will definitely, definitely appreciate. So that was yeah. definitely something that was really commendable. And, you know, I was really excited about that happening when we, when we looked at the results. And one of my failures, one of my struggles I reflect was when I was pursuing my CPA designation that I went through different, I was failing here, failing there. And uh, I was very disappointed. I was, you know, you, you know, you leave um, university, you have this plan, it's all set. In a year, you're gonna be done this two years. <laughs> it wasn't happening. And it was a huge period of, uh, reflection for me I had friends saying but Kersh you're an A student why can't you just complete this thing what is happening and you know I was there I was it, it was very overwhelming I was working I was just sometimes I would feel by a mark and I was really really anxious about it and eventually it led me to really assess what was my specialization right mm. so I reassessed I initially I was going after the specialization, which would lead me to do audit. And, you know, and I realized I'd actually been doing that in my job already in the corporate world and I wanted something different. So it led me to switch to a different specialization. And then after that things, you know, I, I passed and thing. And the, my lesson from that was that definitely, you know, we, it sounds like cliche that disappointments are for a reason and uh, you know don't worry about disappointments but for me it's it's deeper than that disappointments happen for a reason however what is even more important is acknowledging that you're disappointed you're overwhelmed mm. being, being real with your emotions it's okay to say i feel overwhelmed i feel that's okay a lot of times we are shying away from how we're feeling because of definitely how we're going to be perceived and all that so it led me to really acknowledge that my, as a person that I'm not perfect, I can fail. I'm ultimately gonna need to rely on God for strength as well. And also that I always seek to find the lesson in experiences. That is mm. even more important. You know, what is the lesson? What is it telling me to do? Was it, what is it telling me not to do? Is it pointing me to support this person or get help with this part of my character? So always tapping into what are the lessons to be learned from all your experiences man i mean <laughs> that is that is so awesome and so inspirational and could you imagine if we looked at those moments of missteps that way 
um, saw them as ingredients in the larger recipe of the meal that will feed our soul and our and 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 give us life. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Kersha, thank you so much for being on our program today. Again, I want to encourage everyone, if you don't have a, a fractional um, CFO, a, a smart CPA-minded, accountant-minded person, it doesn't really matter where you are in the world, right? Technology has made it so easy for us to incorporate into our accounting softwares the smart potential or the, the smart, brilliant people that know what to look for and that can help us craft the kind of direction that we need. So, um, folks, you, you got to make some time for thecashlab.ca and get to know my new friend, Kersha Campbell. Thank you so much for being on the program. We appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And just thank you for all the listeners too, right, for tapping in. And just do remember that, you know, I like to look at a business as so important. Like my sons have had to do multiple surgeries and not once did I say I'm going to go to Google to find out how to perform these surgeries. I wanted the best expert, the best surgeon to take care mm. of the needs. So look at your business in this way. It's not, it's not just like, oh, it's a brick and mortar, just a website online. Think of lives that are being impacted, the team, generation, mm. their families. Think of your role as well, that when your business goes down, the world is never the same. Don't take it lightly. So definitely spend the time, get the support to really ensure your business is soaring, it's thriving, it's growing because always go back to why you started your business mm -hmm. and why you need to continue and just give it more than 100%. <laughs> Man. All right. Future shows will now be hosted by Kersha Campbell. Um, my goodness. She's awesome. And she doesn't have a podcast yet, but I've told her she needs to get one. Uh, thank you again so much. We hope you'll come back on the show in the future. Yes. Thank you so much, Titus, for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Hey guys, Titus Bartolotta here with Collaborative Solutions Group. I just wanted to say thank you for listening to this episode of Solutions from the Huddle. If you want to hear more episodes and continue supporting our show, simply search for and subscribe to Solutions from the Huddle on any major podcast platform. Thank you again, and we hope you'll join us soon.